made that. Well, I mean, I've been telling you about open up the lane for Craig Reynolds. From the 49-yard line, this is Craig Reynolds. First down and four. It's a good show today. Welcome back to the Honolulu Blues. As always, hosted by the trio with the most. I'm Nick, that's Julius, and there's Adam down there. But don't mind us. Let's focus our attention on our special, special guest today. I can't even believe he's on the show with us. I, I'm going to just fumble through all my words to start this show. Uh, we got Taylor Decker. We got left tackle of the Detroit Lions. Taylor Decker here. Thank you so much for coming on, Taylor. We appreciate it. For sure. Appreciate the invite. Oh, dude. You're invited anytime. You yeah. can come back anytime. I know. I was just randomly, like every now and then, I'll just randomly go through all my DMs, and I was just like, nah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the response we like Love to it. hear. Fuck it. Yeah. Why not? Love it. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, we appreciate it. Just got to catch a lightning in a bottle, I guess. We're happy that you're here. Sure. We have a ton of questions. And like I said, we're not going to try to keep you too long. Um, so we're just going to jump right into everything. And I want to start off with a pretty fun question. Yeah, you know, we got some like, you know, good questions, football related questions and stuff like that. Sure, sure. That'll come. But I, easy. those I, are the easy ones. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Let's get to the hard questions, the hard pressing questions. You know, this is a show by the fans for the fans. And what the fans want to know is back in 2019, Taylor, mm -hmm. you were at a game with Joe Dahl and Graham Glasgow, a Detroit Tigers game, per se. And uh, yeah. there was, a, you know, you guys were spotted on the Jumbotron and we all grabbed a beer and chugged a beer. Uh, Graham Glasgow was quick to, uh, you know, point out that he was last to start, first to finish. Okay. Yeah. But that's not the question. The question here, so we just start with that. That leads us to now, the new the new offensive line that we have. A bunch of good guys in the trenches, some young guys, some some veterans. Yeah. If we had a bracket of all the Detroit Lions offensive linemen in a beer chug-off, who is winning this bracket? I got to know. The fans got to know. Mm. I'm going to tell you who's not going to win. It's going to be Frank. Frank's absolutely not even like he's out in the first round. Um, I think the clear everybody would tell you easy winner is going to be Big V. No doubt. Big V's got it. He is he's able to slam a beer 100 um, percent. We'll go out to uh, like O-line dinners and stuff like that. And um, he'll get like the big ass Miller High Life champagne bottle bro. And he just can crush those things. Like, it's hilarious. It's like champagne of beers. And I'm like, bro, we're at, a, we're at prime. You probably heard of prime and proper. We're at prime and proper downtown. And he's just like, you guys got Miller high life and the champagne bottles. It's champagne hilarious. of beers. Yeah. yeah. I, I had actually never seen it in a champagne bottle. I've heard about it until big V got one. So he, wait, so he yeah, I think poured he, it I in a champagne he, or he got it in like a champagne bottle, like a champagne bottle of Miller high life. Yeah, they got like the big bottles. They're like champagne bottles, and they pour it in like a champagne glass or a, like a wine glass for you at the restaurant. It's it's hilarious. I'm a high life guy. That's what I've always been. Six ninety nine out the door for a twelve yeah. pack of high life. Like I'm well versed in high life. I don't think I've ever heard of that either. So that is awesome. I love yeah, we have to pick one up. I don't even know. I don't know where to get him. I, I have no idea where to get him. My brothers talked about it too. He's a, he's a blue collar guy, so he he likes he likes his cheap beers. 
you know, yeah. so he, he likes, uh, whenever he comes by my house, he likes leaving one bush light hidden somewhere in the fridge. So <laughs> he hides one. It's hilarious. He'll get like, oh, limited edition hunting bottles or cans this year and he'll hide one. It's, it's funny. Honey, who left the natty daddy in here? What are we doing? Yeah, well, we know it. We know 100% oh. it's going to happen. We know it's going to happen. Because he's done it enough to where last time he was at my house, he said, I'm, I'm not leaving one. I'm not doing it. And then my mom came back and knocked on the door like two minutes after they left. And she was like, oh, I forgot my purse. Well, I guess he sent her back in to put a bush light in the fridge. Because then I went in the fridge later and I was like, well, this this wasn't here. So. <laughs> that, that is excellent well taylor uh we're gonna flip it on over to the football field talk about one of your biggest memories and that was your first touchdown catch and now mm-hmm. don't have a question about the touchdown catch itself but about what you did with the ball right after you caught it and what your kind of oh shit moment was after you realized you threw your first touchdown catch into the uh crowd <laughs> well <sighs> I did. I, 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 that was premeditated. I knew that I was going to throw the ball in the stands. I, I already like that was going to be fine. I and like I was like, oh, I'll just go on Twitter. Um, like I'll, I'll hook up a fan for, you know, being nice enough if they're willing to give it back. Um, but what I didn't anticipate was the amount of people that were going to act like they had the football and like, Oh, oh, I'm so oh and so. No. I got your football. I was at the wow. game. I mean, I probably had like 50 people that were like, they just wanted like a they're like free jersey some tickets i don't know um but the guy who actually ended up having it i don't even think he had a twitter somebody he knew saw uh the tweet about it so he made one specifically just to reach out um because he he just was open to giving the ball back to me he was actually great about it he said i could just have it if i wanted to um but obviously took care of him because i mean of course you would want to keep a football that got thrown into the stands and uh yeah, got it back. So got it back, hooked that guy up. And uh, every now and then he still shoots me a DM here and there on Twitter. So uh, That's I think awesome. he hurt his shoulder catching the ball, though. I do think he. Hey, man, I would hurt my shoulder. I was going to say, that's the price I'll pay. Yeah. I'd lay out for that puppy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Taylor, uh, I'm going to push the next question back to the football field this past season. And when I think of you, uh, and I'm sure when a lot of Lions fans think about you, there's one moment that came to mind. And uh, it, it was after the loss to the Bills on Thanksgiving. And you kind of gave some words to reporters in the locker room. And I'm going to play it real quick for our fans just so they're aware of what I'm talking about. This isn't yep. the, the same old Lions anymore. We're going to go out there and we're going to get our respect. And we're going to earn that respect. So that was the quote. And, you know, that was really uh, – a big moment for, for, for lion, for the lions and lions fans that I would say. And I just want to ask you like, what was your thoughts? Was it just like spur of the moment? That's how you were feeling. Uh, because it was really the first time that a player, you know, kind of fought back against that SOL notion and, you yeah, know, and like acknowledged it, like exactly. the first time they acknowledged it. And, and boom, we go five and we follow the season, go five and one. It was kind of, it gave us kind of a spurt, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I know a lot, a lot of Lions fans appreciate it. So I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I think it was, from my perspective, even though record-wise wins, losses, we didn't start the season well, um, we were trending in the right direction. 
And, and that's, that's easy to say in hindsight because we finished the season so well. Um, but there's just kind of like a feeling when you're out there on the field, like, like, you know, if you're, if you're playing to win or not. Um, and I had that feeling all year, like we were playing to win these games and, and, and we weren't going to like back down from any individual player, any offensive or defensive scheme. And um, it probably sounded like a broken record. Cause I remember even after the, first Minnesota game when we lost, which, um, you know, came down to the wire. We could have shut that game out, but we didn't. Um, I remember telling the media at that point where it's like, man, we are we are right there. Like, we were really, really close. We got some really good pieces. But at the end of the day, we're young, and we need to learn how to kind of get over that hump to be able to finish out the games. Because we were putting ourselves in a position late in the fourth quarter to be able to win games. But we weren't finishing out with a – two-minute drive to win the game, a two-minute stop, four minutes to close, uh, to just run the clock out. Um, we weren't doing those things. Right. And there was belief within the locker room. And looking back at it, I feel like those comments just kind of let that kind of spill out into uh, the Lions fans. And it was just something that I was very excited to play Buffalo. We felt like we were going to win that game. Obviously, we didn't. But I was like, we went toe to toe and ultimately we lost, but that doesn't take away from the fact that we are still trending in the right direction. And it was good growth for us, man. It was, it was really good. And, and I was just excited about the potential. Um, there's, there's like a really good culture and a camaraderie within that locker room and um, guys just believed in each other and, that I mean that that belief is is really powerful. You can be less talented, but if you believe and you know you love your guys, right. it can it can go a long way. So uh, yeah, I mean you you hear it from the media all the time. Same old Lions. We kind of get shit on a lot. Uh, my almost my whole career by the media, and I guess I was just kind of tired of it. You know, this was probably the most I've spoken with the media and the most open I've been with the media ever in my career this past season. And uh, I don't know, people seem to like it. So, well, it was awesome, man. I'm telling you right now, it was a legendary. It's a legendary Lions moment. It really is, especially for fans. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from some fun, goofy questions to uh, some hard hitting journalism questions. We had, we had, we had some pretty significant news break today for the Detroit Lions, and we yep. talked about the the camaraderie that was built in the locker room, um, and a lot of that stems from our coaching staff and we have one of the best if not in my opinion our opinion i speak for all of us the best coaching staffs in in all of football yeah but a big reason was that and we saw it through hard knocks and from what at least we can see from the outside we're not inside and seeing the perspective that you have we lost deuce daily for anyone not knowing deuce daily uh has signed with the carolina panthers um you know unfortunately leaving the detroit lions how impactful is that and do you have any thoughts just on the whole you know, the whole business side of it. First and foremost, I will say Deuce called me this morning. Um, we probably talked for 10, 15 minutes about it. Um, I believe he called every single person, at least on the offense. Wow. That's awesome. I believe he called all of them before he called me. He said he had spoken to all the running backs. He was trying to reach every single, every single guy individually. And um, I, I, I know there's, been a little bit of details out to the media that it was it's it's a 
for personal reasons, mostly. It's not because he doesn't want to be a part of our organization. It's not because he doesn't love us, but he needs to do what's best for his family. And I respect him as a man for that because he's a guy's guy and a man's man, and he's got to handle his business. And you can't say a bad thing about that, um, especially given the fact that he joined the Lions organization when we were coming off some really tough times. And I remember one of his first meetings with the team, he kind of took pride in like wanting to come here and, and build something special. And uh, man, he was just like a, like a leader of men. Like he was, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, he can command a room really well um, from his like pay, playing pedigree. Like, you know, you, you, you command respect, like you, you, you did it. Um, so yeah, we're going to miss him, man. I mean, he was a great motivator. I think he was great for our young backs. I mean, he, he would tell Swift all the time that he, he believed he could be the best back in the league. And for your coach to instill that belief in you um, was super powerful. Him and Jamal had a really, really special relationship. I mean, you, you'd see those guys, you know, laughing, crying, everything together. And I mean, Jamal had the best year of his career, set all sorts of great records and stuff like that. I mean, he's just uh, an awesome guy. And um, like I said, I, I know it was, you know, a lot for, for personal reasons and I, and I respect him for that. And, uh, like I told him, I was like, man, you, you, you're being a man and you're doing what you have to do and it's a hard decision, but, um, I'm sure Dan, I know for a fact, Dan was like, absolutely. You do what you got to do. And, uh, I know all of us will miss him and, and wish, wish him the best. Sure. Yeah, and I will say, you know, this isn't going to be the last time that Deuce Daly appears in Ford Field because the Panthers are set to play the Lions uh, this upcoming season. So we'll be yeah. a very cool homecoming for him. 100%. And then, like, there's there's going to be a bunch of hugs and stuff like that, and we will be happy to see him and, uh, you know, just excited for him to have an opportunity, a unique opportunity to be able to go home and, and handle what he needs to handle. But I know he, like, bleeds football. Um, he, he, he needs to be around football. Um, so he's going to be able to have the opportunity to still be around football, but also like handle his businesses is probably like the head of their household. So, um, I mean, just happy for him, man. Absolutely. And, you know, to take things to a little bit lighter side, you know, not so much football, but I got a question for you. Are you an Avengers fan? Because we obviously saw or know that you did see the video the, made yeah. by Jordan Gill that depicted you as Captain America, bringing in all the Avengers troops, all the Lions troops in for the battle against Green Bay. So uh, were you a big Avengers fan before this or was this just some sort of cool video that you really enjoyed? I had multiple people DM it to me um, or send me links to, I think it was on Reddit. And they were like, you have got to watch this. Um, and this was it right around the time where I was just getting like a ton of like DMS from Lions fans, like we love you guys, all that. And, and I told him like, I may, I may not respond to everybody, but I'm going to read every single one. Um, and I was just going through reading uh, DMS, like, cause like there was just a bunch of excitement around the lines and I saw that, saw the video and like, I love, I love stuff like that. That's, that's just hilarious. And um, why not retweet it, repost it? I mean, people loved it. Um, it was just fun, man. I mean, ultimately our games, like, it's fun. Like, we play football when we're in third grade because it's fun and we enjoy it. And, like, it was just fun, man. And it's it's just speaks to the excitement of the fan base and speaks to, um, I guess, a little bit of their creativity. So they're spending too much time on Reddit, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 
Huh. All right, Taylor. Um, quick question. Uh, being the only player that is uh, has endured that you endured the entire Patricia era pretty much, and you're still you're still part of the team. You've been with the team since 2016. Longest tenured Lion by a mile. Um, can you tell me what do you think is the biggest difference between your, the past regime's era? And, and and Dan Campbell now with you guys, uh, what's the biggest difference in team philosophy that's allowed you guys to flourish? Um, I mean, I think for one, from a personnel standpoint, you see that uh, like a lot of people that were that were here as players are not here. Um, Great point. <laughs> there was just kind of a kind of like an aura, like a like a like a stench of like losing that we needed to get rid of. And when you're, when you're not playing winning football, people get fired. Coaches get fired. Players get fired. Front office people get fired. People get fired. And that's just the nature of the business, uh, whether it's right or wrong. Um, that's just what's going to happen because we're a results-based business. Like it's all, it's all about winning. Um, but I do remember when, when Dan got hired, talking i wanted to talk to him because um i assumed that a lot of sweeping changes were going to happen um but i was like i want to keep hank i at least want to talk to dan and see if he'll just hey i'll vouch for him i know you're probably going to interview him anyway but could you please interview him um and Dan was really eager to have our input as players and, and made it really um, kind of like community family based. Like we're all doing this together. It's, it's not a um, kind of like a boss, like subordinate relationship. Uh, especially I think because he, he's, he played, he played for a long time and you see that he built his staff that way for guys that had been in the trenches and been through it. Um so, yeah, I think there was a lot of changes, but I think they were smart to hold over the people that maybe had some value. And I think you've seen that. Um, I think Hank has been invaluable to, to Frank's development because Hank played center and, and we ask a lot of our centers um, for Panay, um, just for the room to gel together. Um, Jonah is a young player. Um, so I think they did a good job of that. I think they did a good, good job of assessing what are some pieces that we can hold over? Cause like I said, a lot of sweeping changes are usually made, but there might be good pieces here and, and there, and there's been good pieces here. Um, and, and a lot of them are a lot of uh, people who were on the team in the past are gone, but I think they kept some really good pieces that we were able to, to build through moving forward and, and kind of some people who know how it's been around here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting for the future. I mean, it was a rough first year with Dan but man, he never stopped believing, and uh, hopefully, we're we're kind of trending in the right direction. Springboarding off that last game was huge for us uh, for the future, man, because we're we're super young team, but uh, talented. Definitely. Very much Definitely. so. Good thing that that they saw that you know Frank and Jonah and and yourself, along with Hank, that was a good a good thing to keep. You know, obviously, as you guys, yeah. you guys have been the anchor and pushing pushing our team towards. So it's, it's a great thing that that happened. Yeah. 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 And I was kind of just hit my third question, which was how impactful is Hank Fraley? So I got to, I got to meet Hank 
down in Mobile last year uh, for the Senior Bowl while the Lions coaching staff was down there. I got to talk with like Calvin Shepard and Brunel was out for a little bit and Deuce and yeah. And then Hank Fraley came and, you know, most of the coaches was just a quick conversation. Hey, I'm a Lions fan, you know, just keep up the great work kind of thing. Hank came over, bought us some beers, sat down and just started talking X's and O's for like 15, 20 minutes to a point where I was almost like, Hank, I got I got to go to the bathroom. I, I don't want to leave the conversation, dude. Like, this is <laughs> awesome. This is exactly what I love. And then we see in Hard Knocks um, and he's got his son running around. It just it's like it, he just seems outstanding and an amazing coach. And I know you did just touch on him a little bit, but can you explain a little bit more to maybe like us and to all the fans just how impactful and how important he has been for your career and for the entire mm-hmm. offensive line that just helped pave the way for Jamal Williams getting 17 touchdowns? How impactful is it from Hank Fraley? Well, first, that definitely sounds like Hank. That sounds yeah. about right. Your your experience with him, um, man. He's just. I, I don't think our team would be the same without him um, coaching our offensive line. Um, offensive line is a very unique position. Um, there's a lot of cerebral thought process that goes into it. There's a lot of mindset that's super important to it. And given that he played for, I believe, 11 years, he played and he had to go to multiple different teams. Um, he had some success and he had some hard times. Um, again, with like a lot of our staff, he's he's been through it. So he can like le- he can level with us um, on a human level like, man, I know what that feels like. That shit sucks. Um, and it's it's just like a family atmosphere within that room. Like our room and and uh, Detroit is incredible. Like I can't imagine um, that, like going anywhere else and it being any better. Like our room is perfect. The the personalities, um, kind of the rapport back and forth between people. I mean, Hank just does a really really good job of, I guess like like nurturing that atmosphere. Um, incredibly incredibly smart like x's and there's a lot of x's and o's to to offensive line play that i think um you know not to take away from you know the fan but the average fans just don't understand and he can take the complicated and and put it in um chunks that are manageable for people who maybe don't have the highest level of football understanding maybe it's a young player who who still needs to learn about coverages and safety rotations and things like that um, and he'll, he'll make it manageable for them. And I, and I think more than anything, while he's he's fantastic at the X's and O's, he's fantastic at run game coordinating. He almost coaches confidence. And and I don't think every coach does that. There's there's so much that goes into offensive line play from a mental aspect to be out go out there and play confident. Um, and when you're going out there and you know that he believes in you and you know that he thinks that you're the best in the NFL and that he's prepared you, that's that's huge, man. Because as an offensive lineman, like like me as a tackle in Panay, like we're we're playing against werewolves every Sunday. Like you got to go out there and you got to be confident. You got to you got to feel like you're you're the man. Um, and and Hank is he's like he's he's coached that. He's he's made it a point to to let you know that he believes in you. And to let you know that I'm not going to put you in a position that you can't handle. I'm not going to ask anything of you that you can't do. While it may be challenging, that's what you're here for. Um, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Like, like he has made me a, a, just a much more confident player. 
And, and that's just huge as offensive line where, you know, if you're an offensive lineman, you can block pass block for 70 snaps. Perfect. And you go up one sack and everybody's like, oh, this guy fucking sucks. He, he, he just does such a good job with the confidence and, and the next play mindset and just kind of like we're going out there as a group to, to have some swagger. I mean, the guy writes like he gives us a tip sheet the night before every game and he writes every single person like a like a little note, like individual note on like basically like I believe in you. Like, let's go out there and do it again. And like, man, he I can't say enough good things about him. And I've been with him for a long time because he was the assistant under uh, Jeff Davidson when he was the O-line coach. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky to be able to have one coach for as long as I've had him and especially the caliber of coach that he is and the caliber of person. That's awesome. Yeah. Adam? Oh, Adam muted over there. Look at that. A solid good mute moment for everyone. Hey, well done. Classic. Um, anyways, so, Taylor, I got one more question about all your touchdown passes because there has been – or catches because because there has been more than one. There's been two. But did you know that if you catch one more touchdown pass, then you will have the record for most touchdown receptions for an active offensive lineman, taking that over Deion Dawkins of the Buffalo Bills? I do know that. Very we cool. did have a touchdown play for me against, I believe, the Bears. Oh, what? Jamal was really close to getting the record. Um, so I told Ben, uh, you could just hand it off to Jamal, get, get him the record, That's get him awesome. the touchdown. If, if we're down there again, get Jamal the record. I mean, you know, it's just it's just a fun flash play for me. But like that record for him was uh, was more important to me. That he got that, then I get uh, you know another touchdown because I mean ultimately, like it'd be cool to have that active record, but and ultimately I get or is the NFL like history book record? So if you want to go for like two, maybe three more, man. Yeah, I, I don't know who has it. I think it's all it was like What's some yeah, old timers, <laughs> probably like Anthony Munoz or something like that. We're gonna have to call up Ben Johnson and make sure we're scripting those into the, the game plan. <laughs> yeah. This Oh, the fans oh, are going crazy throwing the linemen twice in a season, two different throw, throw to both of your tackles. They yeah. they would have loved it. Yeah. Amen. It's definitely possible down the line that we, that we see multiple from, from you and Panay. Y'all are both athletic enough to get the job done. But uh, <laughs> I know we don't got you much longer, but I got to ask you a question. Uh, I asked your uh, teammate, Jason Cabinda, uh, not too long ago. Uh, you're one of the you're you're described as a true pro on the team. You know you're you're a leader. You're you're one of the the main our main guys, our pillars. Coming from this nine and eight season, everything that was accomplished uh, on the way uh, to just barely missing the playoffs. What would you say the Lions' ceiling is going into next season? Like your ceiling that you're looking towards, uh, where you feel you guys can accomplish. These sorts of questions are uh, delicate. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think obviously our ceiling wins-wise should be better than it was last season. Uh, I, I'll say that. Um, and and I think you can uh, kind of pull from that, like what, what the expectations should be for, you know, end of the season. I mean, I, I just want to be playing like last year, meaningful games in December and hopefully January, hopefully end of January. Um, not that this is my 
prediction, but this is like something that I've just wanted that I'm hoping for at some point in the future. Uh, I want to win a home playoff game in Detroit. Awesome. I mean, the, the city will be like, they'll people will burn the city down. It'd be, I don't know if I would survive it, Daler. Yeah, I'm not going like, to lie. I, I, I want that because seeing the excitement build like in Ford Field every single week, especially when we started going on that win streak and it's like, it felt like every single week they're like, Oh, new attendance record. The 15,000 people are just standing. Um, to be able to have a home playoff game at some point, like I, I, I just really hope that I get to be a part of that um, a home playoff win. Cause um, I mean, I've, I've said it before. Like I feel like our, our fan base has been very loyal and I, I think that would be really, really cool for them. I mean, it's going to be super cool for me as a player if that happens one day. Um, but I guess that's just a, that is a, that is a goal of, of mine selfishly uh, to hopefully before I hang it up, get one of those. And, um, but, but I do think how we ended last season will hopefully be a springboard and, and hopefully we can start the season faster. And um, hopefully like the level of performances that we saw the last half of the season that that should be like the 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 stand the bare minimum standard for week in and week out who knows if we win or lose there's a lot of good teams um but just as far as a competition level and being out there to go out there and compete with all the best teams like that that should be the standard i love that great answer great answer taylor decker thank you so much Thank you so much for coming on. We kept you a little bit longer than I said we would, so I appreciate no, you good. hanging around with us a little bit longer. We're going to stay on. We're just going to recap the show a little bit, but we just want to say thank you one last time for coming on. A, a, a player for the fans, the, the the left tackle, the pillar of the Detroit Lions, our friend Taylor Decker. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sir. Well, right. howdy. <laughs> Taylor Decker, baby. How awesome was that? We got not just some like fun, like in, like true Taylor Decker. We got some like actual hard hating questions. We got his first response about the Deuce Daily. You know, I, that's the first thing that stuck out to me is let's talk about that. Um, Deuce Daily reached out to all the running backs, the linemen, likely, you know, pretty much out of suit. I think offense. he said every, at least every yeah. offensive player. That's, yeah, that's, uh, which is just, it shows you what kind of guy Deuce Daly is. And, Taylor, he, he beat around the bush, but basically, yes, Deuce Daly wasn't taking this out of money. It was to be closer with family and, you know, to deal with his family issues and just, you know, take care of that, which absolutely, you know, respect that. And we're going to be rooting for him, and it's going to be awesome to see him coming back to Ford Field. So, you know, Nick, uh, give me some thoughts on this, man. I'm oh, this was just the best thing ever. I don't know. I'm, I'm still smitten over here. I don't know. That was just awesome. He's just a great guy. Great answers. <laughs> didn't mind talking about chugging beer. Didn't mind talking about Deuce Staley. Gave us a very good answer. Now, Kabinda for the ceiling. Kabinda gave us the Super Bowl. That's what we yeah, love. That was the fan answer. But Decker, yeah, Decker, Decker gave us the, the legit. Uh, yeah. we're, looking for, we're hoping for a playoff win at home. That's beautiful. That's, that's a beautiful thing. That's what we're looking for too, you know, Taylor. I wanted to be like, yes, Taylor, that's I'm right there with you. Can we just get that? So that it would just I I'm gonna rewatch this show 112 times tonight. So uh -huh. I, I love it. 
Definitely, yeah. And uh, shout out to everyone, you know, tuning in as well. This is, I think, one of our biggest audiences. Hopefully, Definitely we can get, you know, big guys, big names like Taylor Decker. Maybe we'll get some former Lions, some, you know, maybe Lions media. But, uh, yeah, this is just, you know, the start of the Honolulu Blues train rolling. So, Julius, uh, what stuck – was the Deuce Daily comments that stuck out to you the most, or was there something else that, you know, you got on your mind? I mean, I, I would say – the home playoff win at the end when, when he took his time, you know, cause like you said, yeah, we gave a Dan Campbell pause, right? We gave the, exactly. It was like the Dan Campbell pause. Like we, you know, and, and Jason was like the Dan Campbell pause. Exactly. Yeah. Dan, exactly Jason Cabinda the other day, you know, he was boom, Super Bowl, you know, and that was, that was awesome in its own way as well. But this was also awesome that it was measured and kind of came from within where he feel where do I truly feel this team standard is? And that's what he explained to us. Like last eight games of the season, that's how we want to start off next season at that level. And that should take us to a home playoff game, a home playoff win. And, and that would be, you know, that would be everything, you know? So it was a great interview. You know, Taylor is a great guy. I'm happy that he's a lion and I'm happy he decided to come on the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, def- one of our you know best interviews. You know, we've only had a few, but <laughs> definitely our best. Um, we've had a few. I wouldn't. You know, we've had what six, seven interviews. You know what I we mean? Coming. It's, we coming. Yeah, these are our I first will, two current lines. High. So for our next guest, you're you're following up Taylor Decker. So hey, hey, yeah. shout out to all our. I'll take all anyone on the Lions. <laughs> I know. Yeah, honestly, hey, any Lions player, uh, come on. Everybody that listens every week. Like and comes on every week and you know have been with us all the way up till you know to Taylor Decker now you know coming on the show and doing an interview it was an awesome interview shout out to all the listeners all the fans we love you guys yes yes it's the train's only starting you know what I mean the ball's only rolling from here so hell yeah that was a great show guys that was a great show man we got Taylor Decker's first we got the first interview with Taylor Decker. Yeah, about Deuce Daly. Not that that was our goal in any way, but just that was <laughs> awesome to hear what he had to say about him. It was, it was awesome, awesome to hear what he had to say about Hank Fraley. Like, Hank, Hank Fraley and oh, Deuce Daly. Yeah, really and you know what was the theme? The, both times he talked about both those coaches, he said they motivate you. Same thing he said with Deuce Daly. He's a, he motivates you. And Jamal Williams said it this, also on GMFB, he motivates you. And then Hank Fraley says he teaches confidence, which is you can teach X's and O's and you can teach you know, this and that and how to do it. You cannot, it's hard to teach confidence. You, yeah. you, you just, that's something that's inside people. And that's some, normally what kind of makes or breaks someone. Your clutch moment. How confident are you that you're just going to stay the, stay the course and do the basics and, and play your game? And that's what he's being taught. And that's what Hank Fraley teaches. Just an amazing theme to our coaches. Because we all know that's what Dan Campbell does too. He he teaches confidence. He He inspires and motivates. You know what I mean? Like, that is what we have. Losing Deuce is tough, but yeah. we have a lot of good coaches, I believe. And I will say, he might not be the only coach that we lose because defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn is taking a second interview with the Colts. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, I feel like the Colt lines to Colts, you know, defensive coordinator position is pretty much of a lateral movement. Maybe he gets some more money or something, but – for me, I've just I find it like hard to believe that he would actually leave, but maybe you know he he already knows he's staying, and it's like why not you know let the public know I'm getting a second interview instead of declining it. So 
perhaps it's some of that. But Julius, um, is there actually some legit concern from you that we might lose Aaron Glenn? It's a little bit of concern, but you know what? I'm at a point where I got pretty good trust in Dan Campbell being able to, you know, uh, just fire if we lose a coach or two, you know, like uh, promote, see if they want to promote from within with running backs um, or if they want to, you know, look elsewhere. But I feel like he put together a pretty good staff and he has the ability to add to the staff uh, when we lose guys like that. Losing Aaron Glenn would probably be pretty tough just because of what he means to the overall defense and all the young guys we got. But hopefully it'll be some kind of plan to take out somebody competent to take over the defense and continue its progression. Yeah, I agree. Um, and how, it's interesting because I'm kind of looking at all this like coaching news. We just lost Deuce. Obviously Ben Johnson announced he stayed and now Aaron Glenn's kind of on the fence. So um, Nick, this brings me to you. Uh, if we had to have a situation of like, obviously there's no really turn back on this. So we're already getting one side of it. It's the Ben Johnson returning, but would you sacrifice Ben Johnson to get back to Staley and Aaron Glenn? Like how important do you think these three coaches are? They're all really important. It's hard to like kind <clears> of <throat> yeah. rank them. It's really hard to rank them. Um, I would probably honestly keep Deuce and Aaron Glenn because I think Deuce has a very he's, he 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 can run an offense. He's gonna probably gonna be the offensive coordinator for Carolina. He could be our offensive coordinator. I I I think Ben Johnson's an amazing offensive coordinator. I don't know who's a better offense coordinator. I don't really know where all the plays are coming from and all this stuff. I just know that Deuce is an amazing motivator, and Aaron Glenn. That's what our defense like rallied around. And losing Aaron Glenn could lose our entire scheme, and then we have to relearn a defensive scheme rather than just offense kind of plugging, being plugged and played, and just make sure we have a couple of creative plays here and there. Ben Johnson's amazing. I'm not trying to undersell him, but I would rather keep the other two. But again, like you said at the beginning, um, after Decker left, we are definitely just going to be rooting for Deuce in Carolina. We absolutely love him. And I hope that Aaron Glenn stays here. But if he goes to India, I will be rooting for him as a head coach. And I hope he is the utmost, has the utmost success in Indianapolis and dominates over Kansas City and Cincinnati and Buffalo and the Jets with Aaron Rodgers all for the rest of his life. And and we do good in the NFC. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Make it picture perfect. <laughs> um, Julius... What do you think of these three coaches? Would you have rather, you know, kept Deuce in, in the – why am I drawing a blank? Deuce in no. – Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn. I don't know why I just forgot that. But, yes, no worries, Deuce and Aaron no Glenn um, over Ben Johnson. Not necessarily. Uh, I can't really value coaches like that for, like, two for one because Ben Johnson is pretty important to the Detroit Lions. I mean, losing him would have been – way scarier than losing Aaron Glenn or Deuce Staley uh, on their own. Is it scarier than losing both of them? I don't think so. I think I'd rather keep Ben Johnson. Quick answer to that question. I I think so too. I mean, I get what you're saying, Nick. Um, both, both, you know, I, you go either way, honestly, but I feel like I just lean a tad bit Ben Johnson just because I feel like there might be some more upside to this guy. Like, honestly, this could be just like a little taste. We could have just had a little taste of Ben Johnson last year. And then, boom, we see the full, like, hip-de-doo-dah, flippy passes, you know, trickery, all this Andy or Andy Reid-type stuff. And, you know, he's, like, getting legit offers and then obviously leaves or something like that. But, 
Yeah, I kind of agree with you, uh, Julius. I'd, I'd probably rather have Ben Johnson. But um, if we do lose Aaron Glenn, we will likely get – well, not likely. We will get some compensatory picks from the NFL. Don't know exactly how it will break down, but we will get you know some draft capital back for him. So it won't be the worst thing in the world, and you know, mm, I'd rather have I'd rather have that coach. But you're right; that's there's a little silver yeah. lining. But at least yeah. that coach. there's a little you Give know. Give me a commentary for Drew Staley going to be an offense coordinator somewhere. I want at least one thing going for there. You know? Shucks, but it's only for uh, head coaches and GMs. In case you were wondering why uh, there wasn't any talk about blind <laughs> picks for Drew Staley. Yep. Um, Nick. Rock and roll. You got any uh, other comments about, you know, Taylor Decker or just any of this, you know, Lions coaching news? Um, I have an update. Taylor Decker did message me back and said, you guys run a good show. Look at that. Friend of the show, Taylor Decker, likes the way we run our show. I've been telling you. Stay the course, boys. Stay the course, you know. That is great. Three years. Be like, hey, feel free to tell your tell your friends. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. I should have I asked him to call, see if he could call Jared Goff. Be like, yo, what's oh, the no. odds if you FaceTime Jared Goff right now? He answers. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I would have done so that. So cool. <laughs> like, he's like, right now. Okay. <laughs> that would have been Jared Goff. That was so cool. Oh my goodness. Maybe one day though. Maybe one day. <laughs> Anyways, go Lions. Go what? Lions. Uh, Julius, any last you know comments on Decker and you know anything he said because they're. Uh, you know, the SOL, the way he went into his thoughts on the SOL comment, not the same fucking lions. I thought know. he was about to tear up a little bit about those that. were words heard around the world, my friends, when he yes. said them. And 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 it was just great that, to know that he meant it and, and it, it meant something and that that it was finally a player. I wanted him to know that if Lions fans appreciated a player stepping up like that and saying no. We are. This is not SOL. We are not losers no more. We got a talented team, and we, you know, we we fight every, every day for our coach. And 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 he he explained it beautifully. I mean, he was just a great guest. We got some dogs. Dog barking. Eh? Just lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> was that were those your dogs, Julius? They were agreeing with me in the background. Yeah, they were agreeing with you. Yeah, they're like, yeah, like, like, yeah right. Like, like it is, bro. They're like Taylor Decker got that dog in him. Oh, that dog! Go Lions! Oh my God! All right, that was hilarious. So you know, real quick before we hang it up, um, Nick, I think you tweeted this out. Uh, who do you think deserves the best a uh, chance to become the Lions' new running back head coach in place of Deuce Staley? And one of the top comments is everyone needs to stop saying Barry Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> because uh yes i agree that's a complete ludicrous comment barry sanders um i don't know i feel like he's just it would it's totally two different personalities to go from deuce oh, to yeah. barry he's sanders coach no barry sanders well, never has isn't coached a single down a horrible, I mean, idea. A horrible <laughs> idea i did see um kevin smith's name has been floated around he was i think like a, some sort of coach in the afl or something or has been kind of you know making making his name um some other comments in here. Uh, some a lot of former former lions like Joyke Bell, Mikel Shore, Reggie Bush. People are just saying, "I'll carry on Johnson, Frank Gore." <laughs> these are great. Adrian Peterson. <laughs> any any of these names stick out to you guys? No. I want but, I want Deuce oh, Staley to pick the replacement. Ooh, ooh, that's yeah. That I want I Deuce. I want Deuce to recommend a guy to Dan, and Dan be like, "All right, Deuce." 
you know, and that kind of gives a continuity into his, you know, into the dude's okay. spirit, you know. Here's a legit one. Jamal Williams, first ever coach player. I said Jamal Williams needed to be our coach and on our coaching staff in a tweet like a month ago. Did I not say, I don't care what we need to re-sign him for. We re-sign him for everything. He finishes his career here and he starts coaching here. I'm down for him to be a coach player. Also, Wayne State University just hired Tyrone Wheatley head coach as their head coach. Um, I wouldn't mind him as a running backs coach. That would be awesome. Realistically, we just got to look at like what teams really ran the ball well this year. And uh, you know what I mean? Get their running game coordinator. I will say I don't want Arian Foster. I'll say that. No. no you don't want. Do you, no, do you know why, Adam? Did no you see why? Or no uh, scripts. No script guy. Yeah. No, I don't need that. That was hilarious. Did you guys see any of those comments of? Uh, it was from everyone, like from Dan Orlovsky to you know people talking about Tom Brady, talking about whoever they did see. Barstool post a video. Um, one of the guys they're talking. Arian Foster, and they're joking, but Arian Foster very seriously says, yeah, the NFL would give us a script each year, and we would have to follow that script. And so, you know, it, it was a joke, but people took it to the farthest, and they were putting all sorts of spins on it. The funny one I saw with Darylowski, uh posted himself running out of the back of the end zone and said, it was all part of the script. That <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Hey, real quick, real quick, oh. Andrew. In honor of Deuce Staley, real quick. Never mind. I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys well, are here we go. 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 Let's go. <laughs> Who gives a fuck with the lines and we hunt? Oh! When I heard that on Hard Knocks, I remember I I, I rewatched it like five times. I was like, these 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 not the same old lines. I think the funniest Deuce Daily Hard Knocks moment, in my opinion, was at the end of the very first episode. And he's like, ain't nobody going to be shitting the pants in my room. No, no, you got to fight. You take it outside the room. I got to rewatch it. I'm talking to you, Justin, talking to Justin, Jeff, or Justin Jackson. He's like, I'm talking to you. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Yo, yo. <laughs> Little man, what's up? Hi. He's like, why didn't I get to talk to Dad? I know. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> maybe, hey, maybe when uh, old Julius gets gets uh, a little too, or yeah, he'll pass the baton yeah. over to you. Oh, yeah, he's oh. the next generation of Lions fan. Yeah, that, there the we young go. Avengers. He's starting the young, the young <laughs> Honolulu Blues. The yeah, young no, Honolulu I'm Blues. I like Juliana will be on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, perfect. And I'll still be on because I'm- Adam, you'll still be on it because you're so young. <laughs> <laughs> Adam will just then be graduating high school. Good for him. Good times. Good times. That'd be awesome. Uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up here. That was a pretty awesome episode. For those that are just you know tuning in now, I watch it from the beginning because we interviewed Taylor Decker for about 30 minutes. It was a great show. He gave some awesome answers. Fun, serious, all sorts of, you know, good questions and answers. But um, check us out on Twitter at Honolulu Blues underscore. We will have all sorts of, you know, Lions content on there. We'll be posting the Taylor Decker, the full video, in case you can't figure it out. You're a Twitter guy or something like that. But if you're on YouTube watching us, give us a like, subscribe, uh, you know, positive comment. We love it all. If you enjoyed this Taylor Decker interview, you know, give us a like. Like we said, if you like the baby, Give them a like. <laughs> As always, um, check us out individually. Myself at Everyday FFB, Julius at The Fifth Top, and Nick at Nick Faber NFL. As always, baby, 
Go. Go Lions. Go Taylor.